WebmasterRadio.fm has compressed thousands of podcasts and all of our radio shows into the ultimate internet marketer's knowledge base. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app. Absolutely free and now available for iPhone and Android users. Listen to our live broadcast at the push of a button or access our complete archive of shows past and present like SEO 101, Affiliate Buds, The Shoe Money Show, The Daily Searchcast, and so much more. Download it from the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store today. Taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our host and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello there. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. We're the PPC scared and everybody screams. Actually, I just made that up. PPC can't be afraid. It's not really a person. Hello there. I hope everybody's having a freaking fantastic Monday. Uh, today, I'm here with my good friend, Andy Atkins Kruger. Hello there, Andy. Hi, Marty. How are you? You're very well, thank you. And you just recently returned. Tell me the list of conferences that you just spoke at all in a row, mister. <laughs> SMX West, SMX Toronto, SMX Munich, and a couple of others in between. And, and as Andy explained it to me, he's sitting in his office right now. It's just nobody knows he's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I know what it's like to come in off the road because I just got done keynoting SMX Sydney, SMX West. I'm terminally on the road. Yeah. Uh, but I did manage to grab a couple of days in Waikiki Beach at the Royal Hawaiian in Honolulu. It was amazing. <sighs> uh, but it's like 23,000 miles in the last 15 days for me. So I understand. Yeah. So Andy, Andy is well-known all over the world uh, for international online marketing. He's a particular area of expertise in taking marketers from America and other English-speaking places and helping them market everywhere else. He made up and runs WebCertain. It's a search marketing agency. And the whole idea is that he brings native speakers in literally, I mean, all the world's major languages in like one room where he's got people that speak the languages and translate uh, in the vernacular. It's not a sales fit pitch for him. By disclosure, I'm his client. Like, that's our relationship. Um, uh, Marty, um, Marty, can I just point out, we do allow staff to have more than one room. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But you told me yourself that people from Asia can more normally can market into the United States and other English speaking countries easier than I can market into Tokyo, say, right? Uh, well, they have certain advantages, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't mean to minimize how I will say too that our audience is largely English speaking marketers. Yeah. And so the people that we're talking to today are going to be interested in that direction of going from English to the whole rest of the planet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so tell me, it, it seems like all of a sudden this whole international thing has just blown up. I mean, even in-house departments of major companies are going, Hey, yeah, it's in our roadmap this year to expand into China or Japan, or Latin America, or wherever. How come this is all hot right now? What's the big deal about international, Andy? 
Right. So I, I think the main behind this is uh, that well, there are two factors, actually. One is economic. It's the fact that there's been a, uh, this crisis that we've been through in the Western economies and uh, therefore people are looking for other opportunities to sell their products and services. And uh, the, the other aspect is that there have been some big success stories of companies um, expanding internationally and uh, that has then led to other people thinking, yeah, if they can do it, we'd better go and follow them because otherwise we're going to lose out. They're going to be stronger than us and they'll compete more easily than we do. So we'd better react. And as a consequence, agencies who are in the same boat, you know, they have economic crises to deal with too. Agencies are also wanting to go out there and find international clients. So it's become a very busy niche. In fact, it's almost no longer a niche anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so if you're an American marketer and you're used to dealing with Google and Bing and retargeting and third-party audience models and Facebook ads and Twitter ads and subreddit ads and stumble ads and SEO and, or, and community management for organic social media, if you could just zoom way out on that and tell me as, a, as an online marketer in America, What's the big stuff I need to have in my mind as I'm thinking about expanding my marketing to other speakers in different languages around the world? Right. Well, the, the, first, the first thing and the most important thing is research. Do your research. Do it thoroughly. And then do it, do it again. Because by far the, the, the vast majority of issues that, that uh, occur um, are, are simply due to not doing enough thorough research and not choosing the right markets to target not not understanding what those customers are going to be interested in. Um, th- those are the fundamental issues that come to us. I mean, it, where we're positioned, bearing in mind we work with you know agencies and clients, and we specialize only in international. What we get often are people coming to us with the, the you know when when it's gone wrong, um, and we're then asked to pick it up. So we can see these things that have you know where where issues have developed, and it's often just simply the fact that. Uh, the decisions were made in a certain way, and uh, they didn't really take account of the differences internationally. Interesting. So, so literally, how does the process work? Like, it doesn't matter whether we're talking with working working with an agency that specializes in it, or if I want to build a department where I could magically have all those capabilities in my fortune company or whatever. Like, I start with my American AdWords account and my SEO, and I go, yeah, now I want to sell uh, products into Italy and Japan and China. Like, like what do we do first? Like, literally, right. what are the steps that you take? Well, you, you've just failed, Marty, because you've decided that you're going to market your products in Italy and Japan, and you haven't actually decided whether there's a market in Italy and Japan for your products, or at least right. the, way, the way you right. describe it. So the, the first thing to do is to say... Um, where is the opportunity for us? Um, where, can, where can we succeed? And it's vital to choose a market where you have the capabilities to deliver um, and where there is an interest in your product and service. So that's where the research comes in. Do the research, find out who wants to buy your product and go there first. Don't go to China because it's the biggest, because it's also the, <laughs> the biggest source of failure. Go somewhere where people really want to buy your products, even if it's, you know, Bulgaria or... or um, Let's think of a small market, the Netherlands in, in Europe, for instance. So you, so Andy, if I tell you that I sell red widgets and that I have a booming audience in Australia, 
and America and UK and Ireland and Canada where they speak English. And I'm selling my stuff. I'm meeting my KPIs on a cost per action. Like, what is it as simple as being able to speak the languages in the marketplace and using keyword research tools and social research tools the same way we do in English, where the barrier to entry is the vernacular and the language in the platform we're in? Right. No, it's not. It's uh, you've got to bear in mind culture as well. So, for instance, how are people going to buy? What's the what's the purchase process going to be? Is the conversion funnel going to be significantly different? Are they going to use credit cards? Which currency are they going to pay in? When are they going to buy? What time of day? Are they going to research online and buy offline? You've got all these factors that you need to consider, not just the key. I mean, the keywords is often also a source of error because people tend to translate keywords, which, as you know, is a disaster. But uh, the, the key thing is this research thing. It's finding out who wants to buy red widgets. Right, right. And um, tell me, tell me how the concept of keyword intent, uh, of how the variants work culturally and across the different components of various languages. Like, for instance, in like in America, if I'm looking for a um, for brain surgery, then I'm, I might be researching it for my college paper, but if I search for brain surgeon Milwaukee, I'm searching for a doctor that I could maybe call up and meet. That's keyword intent, right? So right. tell me about the nuances of keyword intent by the mechanics, even the characters of the languages that you market in. So one of the things I did years ago was uh, an exercise to establish the keywords we should target for a particular client and we had a start point keyword. And when we looked across uh, the, the key languages we were interested in for that project, which were French, German and Dutch, we found that there was a direct equivalent in French. There were 12 equivalents, uh, uh, all having roughly the same amount of traffic in Dutch. And in German, there was nothing, absolutely nothing at all that was similar to this particular keyword. In fact, we found that people searched in German for that product or service in a very different way. And so consequently, you have to th you know, rethink your strategies based around this, um, the re what the research tells you in terms of the keywords that are important to those markets. Do you ever see organizations that have assets on the ground in foreign countries where they're able to create those semantic maps for you from the keywords that traditionally convert in English to whatever variants do or don't exist in the target language? Or do you always have to do it yourself because it's so specialized? You, you always have to start from the first basics. I mean, the issue is that um, a keyword, the reason it's a key keyword is because it's an abbreviated thought and it's built up from the resources that you have in that particular marketplace. So uh, they're just different. It's like if you go to if you come into the UK and you say, build me a house with some bricks, you'll end up with a house typically built out of red bricks. If you go to southern Italy and say, build me a house with bricks, you'll probably end up with a, a house built out of white bricks because that's what they use there. So you, you might go start off by saying, get me some bricks. But depending on where you are, they're either going to be red or white. And the same yeah. thing applies with keywords. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, this is PPC Rockstars. I just like saying that. It makes me want to listen to some freaking ACDC. Yeah, you shook me all night long, baby. Anyway, it's PPC Rockstars. So my guest today is Andy Atkins Kruger, Web Certain in the UK. Uh, we'd like to thank our... Um, 
wonderful technical facilitator Brasco at Webmaster Radio. We're going to head to break right now, and when we come back from break, if you think we were international SEO and PPC in the first half of this thing, I want to replace that last sentence. If you think we were international PPC in the first half of this show, we're going to rev this sucker up. We'll be right back. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? You're not alone. These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. Brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding edge creative, and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars, only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, we're back from break. Where did that music come from? <laughs> I'm here with Andy Atkins Kruger from WebCertain in UK, international online marketer extraordinaire, multilingual. Hi, Andy. Hi, Marty. It's just so lovely. I get to see you all over the place, and then we sit and have linguine and marinara and fine restaurants somewhere, and now we're halfway across the world. That's the cool thing about our industry. Don't tell everybody. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I won't tell them what wine and wine you like. They'll have to pay you for that. So, I mean, I know the other marketers that are listening to this want to ask the question. I mean, right, we'll do it in Google, right? In Russia, we'll do it in Yandex, right? I mean, Baidu in China, whatever. Bing doesn't even, like, exist, really. Uh, in, in, tell me, when are these other search engines going to get up and fight with Google, And right? Do we even have to think about them? Well, uh, you, you mean Yandex and Baidu. I mean, the Yandex yeah. and Baidu are, are competing successfully with, with uh, Google in their markets right now. And, uh, you know, if you take Yandex, Frank, for instance, they've launched in Turkey uh, where there was no competitor for Google. So there's now a competitor. They're, they've taken a small share so far from from Google. But, uh, you know, they, they have a very different approach to um, targeting each market by building a local team. Um, and, you know, with the, at the last international search summit, they, they did reveal that they have other plans. But, of course, they wouldn't say what they were. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah. But, so I, 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 we, we also have uh, search engines like Sesnam that still 
um, succeeding. And Naver in Korea is just outstandingly successful in that marketplace by comparison with, uh, you know, Google's one and a half percent share or whatever it is. Is that South Korea or North Korea? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's South Korea, yes. Yeah, search for neighbors with a nuke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh yeah, I think we'll point some missiles at America and blow up Hawaii. That's pretty freaking rich. Well, yeah. I, you know, speak, speaking from the international perspective, I think we have to have some sympathy for the guys that live in Seoul. Yeah. And having, and having to put up with all that, um, you know, bashing that's going on from the north at the moment. So, you know, our hearts go out to them, really. Yeah. So if I'm Mr. CMO, PPC team leader, whatever, and I'm thinking, all right, I mean, at the, at the end of all of this, if you zoom all the way out, are there rich picking, pickings for marketers by expanding overseas? Is it, is it so vertical dependent that it's a unique question for every business? Are there any big rules we could look to? Is it lucrative to go overseas from America? Right. Well, I, I think there are some businesses, but not many, where, that uh, really don't have much scope uh, internationally. And, you know, typical local businesses that you've got to walk to or you, you're not going to expect to get some kind of international service. But there are an awful lot of businesses that have potential um, in other markets. And, you know, the world is so big um, that the potential is huge for them all. The issue is that uh, it's a bit like the gold at the end of the rainbow. Um, there's not that many that actually succeed at getting to the gold because, um, you know, they don't go about it the right way or they don't have the right research or they don't use the right resources. So they don't manage to dig up the gold. Right, right. And at the uh, what I'm thinking here as I listen to you is this isn't an international online marketing question. This is a supply chain, a supply, a supply chain question, right? Um, well, it's more... It's it's more a marketing question, Marty, actually. It's, it's understanding um, the customers, but the customers may well have different needs. So, for instance, you were talking earlier about red widgets. Supposing there's a huge market for blue widgets, and it doesn't take too much for you to change your widget color. You know, you might want to adapt to, to capture that new market that's out there. But you've right. got to understand the customers. Many, they don't sell as many forks in Japan as they do in San Francisco, do they? Right, right. <laughs> right, culturally very different. So it's actually a few different things. It's it's a it's a it's a societal need. Like, do people use that product? Do people need that product? In America, we face that too. You know, it's snowing here in Minnesota. It's a blizzard. I'm not buying a bathing suit today. So yeah. it's, it's season, climate and seasonal and all the same sorts of issues we face in America. But it's also whether your company is really equipped financially and logistically to do business in those markets. How much service does, does, does it require? How much custom, customer support will be required? Is it possible even, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the logistical, uh, there's also legislation questions, you know, that it's, it's illegal to trade uh, forex businesses in China, for instance. So uh -huh. you, you're going to find it difficult to, to go there and succeed with that. So um, you, you've, got to, you've got the legislative and the, um, and the cultural questions have all got to be sorted out. And then once you understand where the market really is that you can, you can get hook onto, then international search, social are fantastic tools to go, and, to go and grab the gold at the end of the rainbow. Do you know if there's a class of vendors that specialize in evaluating businesses to see if their products are truly exportable according to tariffs? and legislation and 
Yeah, well, there there are um, those are, those are typically run by government uh, departments that support businesses and help them to investigate market potential. And there are, of course, consultancies that specialise just in market potential. But but we end up doing some of that. I mean, right. I think one one of the one of the things that you can do online is you can look at whether there is a, a glimmer of hope for you in in markets overseas before you even go and start to talk to these professionals who might then do more detailed desk research, might talk to the embassies locally, might even go and do some market research actually in the market. So you know, but keywords and and the research you can do there does give you an indicator of whether the demand is likely to be there or not. Cool. Let me let me turn the page just a little bit. So from the first half of this show, we're talking about international translation of keywords and understanding that there's not always a straight-up one-to-one relationship, that oftentimes there's several variants or no variants, and that there's cultural right. implications of that. Let's talk about social targeting. Well, you know, Marty, if somebody just got married, or is, if, somebody is, if I'm targeting somebody in Facebook because they're pregnant, then the baby's going to need diapers. And if I make diapers, does the does my question is does social intent and psychographic targeting scale across international language and multilingual barriers like that? There's some things that are universal to human beings. Correct. Yeah, but you've you've got to take into account the local environment. So, for instance, I mean, you you talk about diapers, and of course, I call them nappies. But uh, <laughs> there was a case that was talked about at Davos with. Um, Procter and Gamble, I think it was, that launched their uh, most popular nappy into Brazil, and it had all the nice features: cartoons, Velcro strips. You know, it was perfumed, all these kind of things. But unfortunately, the uh, tradition in Brazil was that young children would sleep with the parents, and therefore the most important feature was that it should not ever, under any circumstances, leak. Ah, and and as a result of you know having all the fancy features, but perhaps not the solid. Um, protection of the of the uh, of the of the baby's bottom, you might say. Um, the, it, the sales weren't great, so uh, they they researched what was going on, found out what the problem was, made some changes, and whoa, things picked up tremendously. It's pretty interesting because we've talked about targeting keywords, social segments. We've talked about the actual human being uh, marketplace in any place, and how cultural differences can affect the adoption and and commerce surrounding various categories of products. But one thing we haven't really talked about is creative. The things that you say to the audience to get them to buy something, like what you just said, in the one country, you have to tell them, this diaper doesn't, no leak diapers. You know what I mean? And but you so know, that's, that, that's easy, really, Marty. <laughs> that speaking, speaking to uh, the customer, you have to speak to them in their language and say things in the right way and the meaningful way to them. So we all know how to do that for our own markets. Where we fail internationally is we tend to think that they're going to have, they're going to speak the same language or they're going to read the same language or images are going to mean the same thing to them when they actually don't. So the solution is get to know your customer. Right. Images are a huge deal. So when you hire somebody, say, say you want to build out your Korean or build out your Latvian, build out whatever you're going to build out. Um, do you think that it's possible to get people who can really handle that assignment if they're not raised in the local culture? Or, like, do you look for people who are native? Does it ever work if it's not native people? 
uh, we we concentrate on using people that have been raised in the, in those cultures. So uh, for for us, I think it's much much easier to deal with it that way. And I'm not saying that it's impossible for other people to understand it or to get to grips with it, but it's a heck of a lot harder. Yeah, like um, I think pretty much every search PPC marketer on planet Earth at some point in their career took their search marketing campaign and went to the university and asked the Chinese professor to do something. Right. And, and that just doesn't work. It just does not work. Well, you've got the, the, the people that are handling the campaigns have actually got to be trained in search. Right. So even if they understand the local culture, they still need to know how search works. Otherwise, um, they're not going to perform in the way that you would normally expect search marketers to perform in the U.S., Right. And actually, that was a radically overgeneralized statement. I mean, because if the person who is in charge of the Chinese department at the university uh, was raised, was, was raised in Beijing or, or wherever, I mean, it, that's an overgeneralization. But yeah. I guess what I mean to say is that my experience is that people who are American or English and trained in Mandarin Chinese don't bring the same thing to the table as somebody who grew up there. Right. Yeah, okay, I mean, so we're, we're closing in on the end of our time today. I want to thank you again for... I have a special question to um, ask at the end. Um, we've been discussing international SEM and social PPC with my friend Andy Atkins-Kruger. Um, he's in London, just back from SMX Munich, Toronto, and San Jose, and others. I'm Marty Weintraub at Aim Clear, and I'm the happy host of PPC Rockstars. Listen to some ACDC when I'm done with this. So here's my question. Ready? We have two minutes. Tell me. I know that they say it's the Antichrist. I get it, that the world's going to crumble and fall down when everybody, and, and I don't speak in fork tongue, just kidding, but when will we be able to auto-translate our website at the click of a button and have it really work? Only in science fiction movies. That's what I thought. Not going to happen. <laughs> Not gonna happen. We no. need some now we need some science fiction music like Isn't it amazing? <laughs> I've just got the whole like thousands and thousands, like like ten thousand or something PPC Rockstar fans to listen to me going But that's what happens when your body thinks you're in Australia but you're really in Minnesota. I'd like to thank our amazing facilitator, um, Megan D. here at AimClear, uh, Brasco at Webmaster Radio, back in the studio, someplace warmer than here, Andy Atkins-Kruger uh, in London. Andy, where can we see you next? What's your next speaking appearance, please? Uh, London. SMX London is the next one. No, Iron Search in Leeds, then SMX London, then I'm in Riga. And you can be found at webcertain.com. I can be found at aimclear.com. The show can be found at webmasterradio.com. Everybody, stay warm. Don't drink any shitty wine. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, Marty. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. 
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.